the Streams Podcast. Cross the Streams Podcast. Kip and Kane. Season 4 is here. New content in all our favorite segments like Listen Up, Hometown Heroes, Useless Full Information, Calling Men In, and many more. The Ion Brothers are back, everybody. Cross the Streams podcast, Kip and Kane Ione, uh, recording today, uh, March 30th. I mean, it's hard. I'm going to get to the coaches that are joining us. It's hard to remember days, what day of the week it is, what the date is. I, I wish I had a day counter of the quarantine. Uh, but Kane's here with me. Kane, John, how are you, sir? Doing great, man. Just, uh, again, like you said, it's Groundhog's Day every day. When yeah. It's all done. I feel like it's that Bill Murray movie, um, wake up to the same alarm and, and go about your business and you feel like it's the same exact day yes from the previous day so just trying to navigate my way through this like i know everybody else is and uh yeah glad to be on here though this is a good release for us all i think is it i have like started watching the clock in terms of if i can make it to where we turn the office on netflix it's going to be good if i can make it <laughs> to the office it's going to be great uh but Kanan, yeah, go ahead I was just going to say, I'm, I'm on the same page, man. I, I literally woke up this morning at, uh, was it 4.30 in the morning? Because that was Kyson's wake-up call for his latest eating. And yeah. he's the most angry individual. <laughs> and, um, and so I'm up in, in straight zombie mode. My entire motivation through the, throughout that moment and then through the rest of the day was, all right, if I just can get through each step of the day and just try and get myself... Like I, at the end of the day, when I lay in bed and I turn on the office or I turn on whatever Netflix or Prime Video, Amazon Stream that I'm going to get to, I feel like I've actually accomplished something today. I'll feel good about myself. Right? That's it's. Nice. I know. I know. Uh, we want to welcome into everybody a, a coach that we've been trying to get on. Uh, we'll get into all of our connections and how we know each other. But from American River College, the Beavers football program head coach, Big John Osterhout. Coach, how are you? Welcome. Doing really well. I appreciate you guys having me on the Cross the Stream podcast, and certainly excited uh, to be on under different circumstances right. than we had anticipated. But uh, <laughs> and I feel the same in regards to the Groundhog's Day. I mean, I try to stay in a, a certain routine, but there's definitely a learning curve that's been taking place <laughs> yes. over the course of the past three weeks, and uh, acclimating back into the home on a regular basis about this technically being a vacation uh -huh. to figure out how to navigate uh some technology and get our staff mm -hmm. on board right yeah trying to navigate the the classroom setting that i have with my fitness classes in the kinesiology department as well so certainly juggling my own sanity and then being here within the household and not trying to screw things up here and, <laughs> and, and john you and i were smart enough you know it we separate paths we crossed because we were married we were married to cousins of the gar family we we actually made a good coaching decision in there finding kelly and Allie. but i know kelly has looked at me lately and been like hey you know what you being home more it really doesn't help things um you're just another question you're another person that needs my help can you step yep. up your game a little bit? Is that similar for you guys? Yes, 100%. 100%. Mm -hmm. My wife literally has, every, almost, I think every day since I've been home during this whole deal, has told me how much I have screwed up her routine. <laughs> and I just take it and look at her and go, you know what, babe? 
you and I are in this thing together. <laughs> and my routine is just as screwed up as yours. So let's not start pointing fingers at one thing or the other. And, uh, it, you know, it, it goes over well for about five minutes. And then I screw something else up and it's right back to the same deal. So it is it's funny that you guys mentioned that because that, that has definitely been something that I have not been accustomed to. But now I realize that, holy hell, there is a schedule at this house that mm-hmm. I am not a part of a majority of the time, a majority of the year. And now that I am a part of that thing for a majority of the time, I am. I'm just throwing a big old freaking wrench into it. Oh, it's crazy. Coach Coach John, has Allie got a schedule for the fam? Are you guys creating it together, or are the kids driving that bus? You know, we collaborated on it, <laughs> um, but for the most part, it was uh, her routine that she put in place. There were some things that I think I had an influence on. <laughs> um, but I think my biggest issue has been that I've been too coachy around the household. Oh, so God. Yes. <laughs> Right. I caught myself with a like a post game, like a game we lost. The coach speak last night to Kelly. I was like, "Hey, listen, we parented really hard today. I thought we had a great plan going in. I think we it was our, all the intentions were there. Execution was sloppy, but we can't judge ourselves like that. You know, it's a process." <laughs> and she just said, "Go to bed. Get out of here." Oh, so uh, John, you and I, we talked about kind of our family connection and and being married to cousins, and you and Kane got the Big Sky Conference connection. So, John, were you coaching when Kane was playing? Did you guys overlap playing against each other, too? I believe we overlapped uh, when I was coaching and he was playing. And then we certainly, when was your first year, Kane, as far as playing? Playing, yeah. Uh, 2000. 2000, yeah. So I got done in 99. At Sac State, and then obviously got into coaching. Uh, My first six years of coaching was at Sacramento State, so I got to see Kane, obviously, as a player in the Big Sky Conference in the dominant fashion with um, how he operated on a regular basis for four years there. And then we were able to to coach against each other, and then obviously the connection piece um, with you, Kip, and Mm -hmm. our wives at – you know, our cousins of the Gar family, and certainly um, just full circle here. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. Coaching sports, right? It really does connect. It really does. There's no question, man. That's, well, I, I appreciate that, man. But the, I'll tell you this. My freshman year, you got to witness me. I'm assuming you were on staff there in 2000 where you got to witness. Uh, I'm sure you, you were fond of or teammates with Charles Roberts. Charles Roberts. Sure. And you got to witness him make me look absolutely stupid. <laughs> and uh, I remember my uh, my position coach at the time, after the game, we were watching the film, and you watched my, my other safety and I miss this guy and just had those clips ready for us when we got in there on Sunday morning and just kept going through it, rewinding it and slow-moing it. And at the end of it, just called this uh, Tweedledum, Tweedledumber. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Old rushing, never wants to miss words. No, no, not one to hold punches. Dress, man. So that uh, was a fond memory for me. The, my first trip to old Sacramento State, Charles Roberts, just making us look stupid. Oh, and certainly one of the most dynamic running backs to ever come through. Oh, the Big Sky no Conference. There's no question, man. I know you and I could probably go on and on. Uh, we should probably do that, man. We should probably get you on here. You know, we could 
we could go back and just talk Big Sky Conference football and former players and guys that we saw as we either played or coached and just the talent level and, and it was a it was a fun league uh, back then and still is obviously with a lot of teams a lot more teams and a lot more talent but man there were some players back then it sure was the and fellas I I, uh, I I we wanted to get you guys on here because I think we're all struggling in our different roles that all revolve around being coaches of teams and leaders of men. And, and we, I sent a text thread out last night to you guys, and I said, hey, let's get on and just talk about trying to figure out what we're doing in this new coronavirus, COVID-19-dominated world, you know, kind of share some stories and some ideas and some some successes and some failures that we've all probably gone through, and hopefully, you know, have some other people be able to listen uh, and at least feel like they're not alone in this, because I know a lot of us are trying to pilot our ships through these courses. And one of the things I saw, you know, I don't know how much you guys spend on social media these days. I'm on there way too much. Uh, but I, I saw a good a good tweet that talked about, hey, remember, nobody's been through this before. If you don't know what the hell you're doing today, that's okay. But I know as coaches, that's really hard for us to accept, right? Like, I should have been prepared. I should have watched the film. But there is no film for what we're dealing with. So let's start here. Both you guys take us through, and I'll throw in what's going on with the Bearcats. What is the status of each of your campuses right now? And where are your players? So, Coach O, why don't you start us off? What's going on at ARC with the campus, and where's your group right now? As of right now, you know, in the COVID-19 mitigation efforts, uh, the campus is completely shut down and working remotely, and that includes all classified employees. So um, they are reevaluating May 1st, or excuse me, yeah, uh, April 1st, and we should get some more notification. But at, at this point in time, we've also been told that summer courses will also be taught exclusively online. So oh, at this wow. point in time, that also includes the sport classes. So, And that's what you have, right? You, you mentioned you've got a couple of those classes you're teaching. Yeah, well, we have the fitness courses for the normal general student population. And then we have the sport classes. Okay. So at the California Community College level, there's... Sport 331, which is our off-season program that runs from January through the middle of May. Okay. And then we have Sport 332, which is our summer uh, preseason program that leads us into Sport 330, which is our intercollegiate football season. So the, we essentially have 175 hours oh, or three units okay. between January and the end of summer prior to training camp. And so we were eight weeks in when – uh, campus got shut down. I mean, I got notice on March 11th that uh, campus was going to be shut down and we're going to move to uh, remotely exclusively. Mm-hmm. And so this obviously affected our fitness courses, our recreation courses, our kinesiology lecture courses, but then our football program as well in the Sport 331 course. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we train every morning. Monday through Thursday from 6 a.m. So that's truly where our off-season program starts. I mean, we cultivate and foster an environment to drive student success, and we're trying to build uh, a culture within our football program that continues its legacy of sustainability, and that starts in the winter and through the spring in the first phase in football within our program. And so, you know, we're eight weeks in. I love where our football team is in regards to their work ethic, uh, the camaraderie, the leadership is starting to rise. We're starting to really get in really good shape, you know, where we can push 
the envelope a little bit, and then all of a sudden, right, right. And so, you know, the world's been tough, uh, turned upside down, and now it's a matter of, you know, contingency plans, yeah. alternative plans, being able to provide resources, because really, the young men that we deal with within our football program, I mean, the student athletes in our program are from a variety of different walks of life, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, typically are uh, underserved. You know, different socioeconomic backgrounds, ethnic backgrounds. And so the necessities that we provide on a daily basis to help guide them um, is essential to their success. And they need this type of structure. They need this uh, discipline. They need this environment. And without these resources, uh, it's making it extremely difficult. So at this point in time, we're really trying to find out how are we going to keep the student athletes engaged within our football program at this point in time. Right. Yeah. Kane, similar for you guys? Yeah, very similar, man, as far as the uh, campus being shut down. Uh, I can't remember the date off the top of my head as far as when exactly we went to that decision. Um, but campus being all shut down, closed off to everybody, and that was as of last Friday – uh, where the president came out and basically said, hey, nobody is supposed to be on campus at all. Uh, so our athletic director had us all on a meeting saying everybody, coaches, um, janitorial, janitorial uh, workers, everybody within our athletic department has to be just away from it off campus. Um, and it's all remote classes this, uh, from this point on going forward. Last week was our first week of us as uh, – our students experiencing and going through that yeah and uh so it's uh when we're just waiting on word until what it's going to be that way through the remainder of this semester mm-hmm. and then we'll make a decision i believe um middle of may may 15th as far as how we're going to proceed through summer and uh, things of that nature so it's it's a crazy deal man and, and like john has alluded to um for us we basically encourage our guys to go home because mm-hmm. of the fact that we can't provide them with the same type of um, services that we normally would for those mm-hmm. that would from out of state from um, not here in Bozeman obviously or don't have places here that they feel good or comfortable with and so we can't provide them with the, the normal meals and the, uh, the health care that we normally would there's, just, there's nothing that we could do for them yeah. because everything that we normally have available for us and for them is all shut down right and so it just made more sense for our guys to be home uh potentially uh, for some of them and then uh yeah it's 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 just different man because every kid is in such a different situation right that's what i was going to ask did you guys have kids that didn't have the option of going home like in terms of yeah. i've got i've got one that's still in like so willamette similar to you guys shut down Go home. Original plan was April 13th. We'll come back. Obviously, that changed to we're not coming back all the way through. But I got they said, hey, we'll keep the dorms open for those that can't go home. And and then there's also I had a couple of players that are um, RAs, you know, so they're taking care of a hallway and Willamette needs people to stay and take care of anybody that's still online. So that's been an interesting dynamic. Like I'm still in the dorms, coach. There's 27 kids still on campus. I don't know that number. But other kids can go home. Other kids can't go home. You know, so I'm similar to you guys. Like, I've got not as big a rosters as you two are managing, but we've got not 17 players in such a variety of situations, right? 
So I think yeah. that was so for for both of you, a no, John, you kind of alluded to it in your answer. The normal in a normal year, what would be going on? Kane, would you guys be in spring ball? John, you said you guys would be in your six a.m.s through workouts. What would it be normally right now? Yeah, for so for us, we had on paper scheduled that we would have been in spring ball as of today. Would have been oh. our first day of, of practice. Okay. Um, we we would have got last week was our first week back from spring break, and we would have had three what we call OTAs, which are basically practices without a football. Yeah. And uh, meetings, kind of gearing us up for spring ball, and uh, and this week would have been our first week of actual spring practice and we were going to go three straight weeks of five practices throughout those weeks and uh, that would have been the, our conclusion of spring ball would have, believed, would have been I believe April 18th would have been our spring game scrimmage. So that's and a major so, major fo- major subtraction from your calendar. I mean yeah. yeah. I've never I've never been a part of not having spring ball. I mean granted the thing about Bozeman in, in Montana State is you always are when you go into spring ball, you have to battle the elements around here, right? You, mm-hmm. got, you got weather that just doesn't uh, give you, doesn't cooperate in most cases. And so we've always been uh, kind of that loose situation where we have certain practices scheduled, but maybe we got to move a practice. We got to maybe cancel this practice. Last year, we only got through really nine actual practices throughout our spring ball because of weather situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're accustomed to moving spring ball around and kind of, uh, piecing it together as we go mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously this is a whole nother situation not actually have going through uh spring drills at all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. john for you guys did the workout part of it you mentioned the academic piece is that individual meetings study halls stuff like that yeah so our first 10 weeks of the term of the 16-week term you know we're in 6 a.m strength conditioning monday through thursday um from 6 a.m till you know, 720 on the books. Then they're in study hall from 8 to 850, and then their class schedule goes 9, 10, 30, and noon on a block schedule if they're nine units on Monday, Wednesdays. And then Tuesday, Thursday, it's repetitive in two classes. So they're managing the strength conditioning portion in the morning. They're having their study hall in regards to prep. And, again, we're talking about 18, 19, 20-year-old men at a critical juncture in their life where some of them are upside down academically coming in spiritually socially yeah. physically and athletically they're late bloomers I and mean, it's a little bit different clientele mm-hmm. that we're dealing with at the california community college level and then we were really braced for here week 11 um in the semester for uh, the beginning stages of spring football so we were still going to lift on monday wednesdays at 6 a.m as a part of our sport class and then tuesday thursdays in the afternoon we're transitioning on the field gotcha so, uh, tomorrow is supposed to be our first spring ball practice and we'd have practice tuesday thursday and we're going to do it for six weeks and we have 12 opportunities so we're going to have two sessions to implement our um, offense defense and special team schematics how we yeah. practice um, yeah. how we engage with each other on the practice field to get us prepared for the rigors of summer and welcoming yep. the newcomers and the incoming freshmen. So there's another huge impact right. that goes yep. hand in hand. Well, um, with banging everything here in the spring and potentially the summer, we're now looking at contingency plans here moving forward with how we're going to work the installation 
to keep our kids engaged. Yep. The other opportunity yep. that we really missed out on, and again, we're talking California Community College, and this is California high schools up and down the state, and it certainly affects, you know, uh, Kane at his level in the recruitment process and his areas that he recruits to, but it's an opportunity, and really we utilize those Tuesday, Thursdays, spring ball uh, sessions to implement our OD special team scheme, but just as important, it's a showcase for the oh, right, right. that are coming out. So their evaluation period for academic and athletic evaluation, the schools in the NCAA Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, right. have two opportunities during the spring to come evaluate talent at prospective student-athletes institutions. Yeah. Well, at American River College, our spring practices were always held from 5 to about 6.30 on the books. But we had installation um, meetings with um, to implement our systems in the meeting room um, and then transition obviously out onto the field and then at that point in time where the collegiate recruiters that are out recruiting the Sacramento region we strategically had our practices a little bit later in the evening so everyone would finish their day at America gotcha yeah yeah to see our practice. so it was a meeting point a little right. bit of a convention guys get caught up and oh, by the way, here's you know these great players, and it showcases how we practice, right. and how we do things. So coaches really feel comfortable when they take a young man from American River College, and he matriculates onto their institution. His success rate at a high level because of the program that he came from. They're more inclined to come back, right? And so yeah. this opportunity for these four-year level coaches to come visit our campus to see our kids, for our student athletes to be able to. Uh, have a showcase and also learn, you know, I mean, we're mm-hmm. by, by no stretch of the imagination. Are we ready to roll the ball out? I really like our football team through eight weeks, but I haven't seen them out on the grass lot since November. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah it's a huge. So it's really uh, launch point. point. It's, it's it the launch point for both of your seasons. Your and then John, for you too, it could be a potential launch point for players going on, right? Like they're recruiting, being seen, um, so, th- I mean, those are just, that's a major disruption. On my end, winter sport, a little different. We don't get the spring skeezin, but we would normally be in our, last week would have been our exit meetings, the second week of our exit meetings, where we're going over guys' season, their performances, and really launching them into their off-season with goals, with comps, with, you know, academically, you got to get here. On the floor for your role, you got to get here. Um, not as, you know, obviously not as such a vital part as you guys are losing, but we're definitely in uncharted waters. And so my next question for you guys is, and I, I think we all know the answer is no, but is it as simple? I, I think a lot of people are because of the six, the ability of technology to supplement some things. I don't know if it's as simple as saying, Hey coaches, you just do what you normally would do, but do it via zoom, man. Just dial it in virtually. You know, have we, have you guys tried things that way? What parts are doable? What parts are impossible? And I'll start with, yeah, I could. See, I did two of our exit meetings with our returning guards today, and yeah, it was good to see their face on the screen. It was good for the staff to be on with them, but you don't get that same interaction piece. You don't get any feel for each other's emotions as you're going through it. And then when I'm done with an exit meeting that normally would launch a kid to the weight room or the floor or an action plan, you know, he's logging off and going, and he's at home. Like he's taking care of this many little brothers and sisters. Or So I know, yes, there was a part of it today I could simulate, 
but there was a whole nother part that just can't be done. There's certain aspects of your teaching progression that you can't get to. Yeah, and gotcha. So, for example, obviously you can still have certain, um, you know, I try and do a position meeting once or twice a week, and you try and implement some uh, some of the install stuff that you maybe would have tried to do over the course of spring ball, just to kind of keep guys sharp on, on some of our core DNA stuff. And that's all great and grand, and but you still you miss out on the really some of the critical points of that teaching progression of actually getting out and walking through it, mm-hmm. actually going out and physically doing it. Because uh, some of our guys, as, as you guys know, and have the same situation, some guys are every guy is different in how they learn. Things. Right. Sure. And so for us to sit here and think that we're getting the same, we're getting the same thing out of our my meeting I just did via Zoom as I would. If I had a meeting in person and I'm doing different ways in which I'm implementing how I'm teaching, uh, getting on the board, getting those guys up on the board, watching the film, getting out, going, walking through part of the time. There's so many different things that you do as a coach that implement as much of uh, different learning styles as possible so you can reach everybody. Yeah. And right now, because we are uh, really limited to just one way, essentially, uh, it, it's it's. I think gonna be tough to a certain extent yeah. uh, on trying to get as much as you can get done over this time. John, what about you? Yeah, and I agree. I mean, Kane's spot on. I mean, there's you know, the auditory learners, the visual learners. I mean, the kinesthetic learners. That's what yep. we're missing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Hands-on approach. Exactly. The guys that learn by doing. Um, certainly missing out on that. I think we've uh, trying to navigate and adjust uh, through this time frame has been extremely difficult. Uh, for our staff, especially when you look at, you know, I mean, we have a tremendous football staff, and we've got mm-hmm. five former head high school coaches on our staff. We've got ten current educators. We have seven coaches with master's degrees. So we've put our collective minds together, but really at the yep. end of the day, it's myself and our assistant head coach. So there's really two of us that are full-time. There's no other classified employees. There's wow. not the assistant equipment manager that, that coaches the V-line. I mean, <laughs> myself and Luke Myers, you know. Yep. So, and Lou Bias was our defensive coordinator at Sac State. So, you know, I worked underneath him. So, we together as a group have come up with contingency plans, alternative plans, and they're all got to be adaptable at this point in time. But I've had two team meetings uh, via Zoom. I've reached out to um, colleagues of mine up and down the state of California. I've reached out to four-year level coaches to see what guys are doing and so mm-hmm. essentially what we've decided to do is we we push our spring ball i mean our installation spring ball that we're now doing um, back to april 14th so it's mm-hmm. bought us a little bit of time um, to collectively come up with a plan and essentially what we've decided to do is we're meeting i'm meeting with the team every sunday at 7 p.m so 72 guys are going to log on to zoom and I have a PowerPoint presentation that I share and talking points for the week and resources, accessibility. Mm-hmm. These are the things that our students lack. Like, I'm not concerned yep. about the guys that have the iPad and they have the iPhone yep. 11 and they right. have clean Wi-Fi. Like, I'm more concerned about <laughs> the individuals yep. in our program that don't. And so we're buying some time to establish a rapport with our players currently and putting together a concrete plan. So we're meeting every Sunday as a full team. 
check in and kind of get them set yep. the foundation for the week. Then on Mondays, we're meeting offensively. The offensive staff meets. Like we had a three and a half, three and a three and a 45 minute meeting on Zoom today just with the offensive staff. Mm-hmm. Defensively, we meet, um, or excuse me, team uh, staff meeting uh, 4.30 on Tuesdays. And then I'm meeting with each position group on Wednesdays midweek. So I'm Zooming with the quarterbacks at 2 o'clock, the running backs at 2.30, the wide receivers at 3 o'clock, the tight ends at 4, and then go through the defensive side um, to be able to check in with them. And then we've also placed our the rest of our coaching staff is meeting individually at prospective times, similar to what Kane said, uh, to, to check in. Basically, hey, how's life? How's things? And then April 14th, we're going to launch um, installation spring ball number one, number one, practice number one. And we're going to take it just as if um, we are going out to spring football. So there's going to be a, a run game meeting at 3 o'clock with myself. Then we're going to be in 3.30 team meeting, 3.45 special teams, 4 o'clock OD. And then we're going to split positionally after that and go for 45 minutes to an hour. So by 5.15, they'll be off the hook. Now, typically that's when we're out on the practice field at that point in time. But we've obviously had to adjust our installation because there isn't that piece on the field approach. So this is completely different territory. But we got to also understand that we may do this for summertime. Right. Exactly. Right. It's giving us a trial and error at this point in time with our current roster because we have 60 plus student athletes committed to our football program. They're going to be coming into our program June 30th. Oh, shit. So we're talking about managing 120 to 130 student athletes. And if we have to work remotely with the newcomers and we haven't really been able to establish. Uh, our culture and and the sustainable culture that we look for in our program, yeah, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot different because we only had eight weeks and then everything was remote for the next eight weeks and then also we're gonna welcome in sixty or seventy guys right. that should be on getting on board exactly the seventy guys that we've really um, you know hardened them and got them accustomed to how we do things so they can really set a clean example for the newcomers into our program. So this is uh, is extremely difficult on our end, trying to figure it out, especially with the lack of resources that we have. Thank goodness that we have an incredible staff that's come up with some really brilliant ideas and then utilizing our connections um, with people like the two of you to try and figure out, you know, what can we do to make this even better? Because we might be here for the long haul, fellas. For, for, for both of you guys, no on the Zoom part, John, because it sounds like you've, and I've done a bunch too, and Kane, I know you guys have, on just on the Zoom, do you find the full gallery view better or the individual swapping in and out view when whoever's talking gets the camera? John, especially doing a full team meeting, Kane doing position group stuff. Like I know with my staff meeting, like I'm a guy that likes the gallery view, but that's only five of us, right? So I can't imagine what it's like with 70, 80, 100. Just on those tools of the trade, what, what do you two prefer or what have you, what have you, what have you tried out? So you have to go to when we're talking about and when I'm you know, we got seventy two guys on the roster right now, and that's you know, I obviously haven't even met with our newcomers to the program, but getting them acclimated and adjusted to Zoom mm-hmm. and they're they're yeah, so much more savvy uh, yeah. in technology than I do, so it was a little bit easier transition I think for them. 
their frustration has been with me that 70 guys on there, I seem to lose my Wi-Fi. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) And you have the ability to mute guys, or mute everybody on the screen, and then you can ask them, and they can unmute themselves. Well, I also found out today, and again, this is trying to really figure out Zoom and the, the, the capabilities that it brings to the table. Somebody told me today that if they take off the video portion, so just list their name in their box rather than their video, it, it, the, the transitions and everything are going to be a lot smoother than you would ask, hey, Johnny, uh, I'd like you to click onto your video. Oh. You know, different ways to navigate. So if when it just shows their name in that black box when they're on, if they just leave it like that? Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. You can adjust that in your initial settings in your profile, your Zoom profile. Mm-hmm. If you go to your meeting settings, you can do all that as default. Before you, so invi- when you invite them? You, yeah, anytime you set up a meeting and you schedule a meeting, your default settings are already... You're, anybody that comes into your meeting is automatically the videos. Their videos off, and they're, they got a mute on, and they're muted. Yeah. And then like, like John's good like, to know. Yeah. And then like so when like John like you're saying, then you can just by hey so and so unmute and unvideo whatever how you want however you want to do it. Um, so when you're asking questions or someone's got a question or whatever it may be, uh, you kind of can control it to a certain extent. You got that's awesome. About it is the ability to share your, your oh, screen. That's awesome. mm-hmm. yeah, so you can pull up. I mean, we use Huddle. I'm sure you guys are using Excel yep. or whatever, but we're on Huddle. And so we're setting our installation meetings. And so we're taking our Visio drawings from our playbook. We're snipping that and putting it into PowerPoint and then putting it as the initial slides. So they're going to see the installation of the offense and defensive play. Then mm-hmm. the cut up's going to run, and we can share all that with the players. And you know what I found out, out on that same point, Coach? I was doing – we can get into this part too in the recruiting realm. So we, we, had, we had to cancel three visits, obviously, because they were scheduled during you not leaving your house. So we did a virtual like, hey, this is we're simulating if you were on campus, this is the coach's part. So I'm going I'm trying to I'm trying to share right my screens and I think I'm doing well and I'm trying to show an image that I did wasn't I was in the I was sharing my Chrome tabs, you know, the different stuff I want to show through Chrome. And I was just bringing up an image screenshot and I'm talking and my staff is using the chat function that only I can see on the right. Coach, we can't see shit. Coach, I can't see shit. <laughs> Coach, I can't see a damn thing. <laughs> so I had to figure out to clip. I'm getting out of one window to another, you know, application. I got to reshare that. So eventually, I just made my assistant, who's smoother at that. I made him a co-host and let. I say, Coach Chris, can you swap me over to that screen now? And he's got it dialed in. Thank God. But oh, nice. have you guys? Fa- I found recruiting part has been smoother than my actual team and staff. The recruiting piece for me has flowed really well just because it's already we're already in the business of sharing and showing. So that part I feel like with parents and kids has been a little easy. I don't think well, easier is the wrong word. It just felt more natural than the actual like the exit meetings today. What do you guys how have you guys experienced the recruiting piece? Mm-hmm. And I think that just the process of it is just continuously sped up as far as when you're starting to get into 2021, 2022, things of that nature, and, and kind of how it, I mean, it's year-round, it's nonstop. And so that really hasn't changed a whole lot, in my opinion, minus the fact that we can't go out on, on out on the 
campus and like what John was alluding to earlier, we can't go see guys physically and get the in-person evals that we are normally accustomed to. Mm-hmm. And so, when, but we wouldn't be out in this time anyway. Uh, that wouldn't start until April 15th and would run through May yeah. as far as us being able to leave campus and, and actually get out and see people in person. And so I think there's a little bit more of a sense of urgency on our part of it or our side. And I think that's probably how it is across the country of just trying to connect with players as much as you possibly can in any way, shape or form, whether it's social media, um, having them get on the or give you a call uh, just so you can connect in that way. You, you're trying to find any way you can now to connect yeah. and really interact with them because you're not going to get that in-person eval and interaction come April 15th through May like right. you're normally accustomed to. Coach o. And so the sense of urgency is just going is heightened as far as uh, the social media and every other platform that you can use. John? Yeah, I mean, our, our the recruitment at our level is a little bit different. I mean, we recruit almost exclusively the Sac Joaquin section. I mean, we, you know, we've got enough high schools here in the region where we don't have to leave, and we have such a tremendous track record in development of the student-athlete and helping them matriculate on that, you know, not saying that we're done with the recruitment process because there's nothing that binds a student-athlete at the community college level in the state of California uh, to school XYZ until they sign what's termed a green form one and that doesn't happen until training camp. So um, it's it's really year-round for us, but we do have um, – we are out during the course of the season. There's no um, restrictions in regards to recruitment of student-athletes and being on their campuses. And so we're out during the course of the fall. We've fortunately hosted um, one big recruiting event where we bring everybody in. We've had some individuals – uh, that have come by on their own to see our program uh, live and in color. And we had commitment day already. So okay. we're pretty locked and loaded and solidified at this point in time. Um, but it's giving us an opportunity to try and figure out the next piece, which is, you know, we had the face-to-face interaction, the commitment level, and then we're trying to get our new prospective student-athletes on board with how we do things at American River College. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. Within our football program, there's a certain way that we get down. I mean, yeah. It's, uh, yep. From yep. strength and conditioning to stretch lines to, you know, where we sit in, in class to how we communicate with each other. I mean, there's certain staples of our program that we talk about, and there's certain attributes that we look for in the recruitment process, and we really don't miss. Certainly, we want the great player, but because of our, our connections and our staff, and, I mean, our running back coaches – 23-year head high school coach at Rio Linda, one section championships. You know, he's the current athletic director there. So, you know, he stretches and broadens a really wide base for us, and people trust us. So we look for guys that are smart, tough, dependable, super competitive, and then we try and still, um, you know, our program philosophies and cores and what guys can bite their teeth into when they get here. Well, how are we supposed to do that yeah. at this point in time with yeah. the fact that we only had eight weeks with our roster? And I love our guys, but not all of them have been in our program yeah. for even a full year. Right. And some of yeah. them are, this is year two, year two and a half, because we gray-shirted play the year. I mean, there's a content, strong contingent of guys that are that are solid guys that I trust implicitly, but I don't have everybody at this point in time. Well, then we're talking about bringing in these new recruits 
that aren't going to be able to be shown the exact way of how we do things. And you guys both know the great teams in any sport, team sport, uh, have that have cultivated that leadership at the top, and everybody else is getting in line because you know your hardest working players are your best players, mm-hmm. your best guys, and mm-hmm. that's what we're trying to get to, man. And so we're missing that piece for our new recruits that are coming in. The, yeah, have nice. you guys dealt with, Kane? I know you and I have texted about this a bunch, and John, I'd love you to weigh in too. I find myself throughout the day at different times, like if I get a break, like let's say I had this, Kelly's done a really good job of giving me, you know, 10 to 12 on the family schedule is my morning coaching time, like when I'm supposed to be, you know, I have this freedom and she's got the three loons. And then I got another segment at night, and then when everybody goes to bed, obviously. But I find myself, like, if we're on a family walk, like, God damn it, I bet the guy at PLU is working his ass off right now. I really struggle with, oh, my God, like, we're eating dinner. I should be, you know, like, trying to figure out when and where and what am I supposed to be doing. And maybe that's just me normally, but I think it's been exacerbated by the situation. Like, hey, it's 8 to 9 o'clock. Do I got time for this? What could I be doing? How could I get it done? And maybe in my old bubble where I actually work throughout the day, I could turn it off better. How have you guys dealt with that? <laughs> no, that's, that, uh, it's funny, man. That is a, definitely a constant battle thus far um, in this situation. And it, it, it led to me, for example, having to initially in our, our home, our, my office was set up downstairs mm-hmm. where kitchen, uh, main family living room, bedrooms are all downstairs. And then we've got an upstairs. It's kind of got the second living room, TV room, and a, a fourth bedroom. And Carrie actually was the one that came up with the idea where after the first week of kind of our spring break and we were kind of getting into, all right, campus is going to shut down. We're going to have to go this morning. We're, the process of everything, uh, the mess or not the mess, I guess you could call it the situation that we're in started to present itself even more and more. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to do work in my office, uh, just to make sure I'm staying ahead of, of what the whole thing's going to be, blah, blah, blah. And it, I just found that I couldn't do anything mm. because I was still at home mm-hmm. essentially. Right. And my daughter who's not even two yet. She's not going to know any different. It's right. in the office and I'm sitting behind her. <laughs> the phone. Like, no, no, daddy's, daddy's working. You can't go in there and disturb him, right? She has no idea what that's all about. So she's constantly in pulling wires and trying to sit in my lap and hitting buttons on the computer and whatnot. So I've literally had to remove myself from home essentially and put myself in or, or create myself another office in the house. And that's the only way I've found it to be able to try and find a balance of sorts mm-hmm. to be able to stick to a routine uh, at home because there was no way I was going to be able to do that if I just was still relatively at home. Yeah. Coach O? Yeah, and I've been fortunate that, you know, we got a, an extra room here, you know, a fourth bedroom, but it's, it's been an office. It hasn't really been utilized as an office because I've done my best to try and shut down when you come home home, as you guys will know. But uh, kids are on a really good schedule Monday through Friday. I come in, you know, I get up early in the morning, get a workout in, and then I come in and just grind away on the football things. And there's a laundry list of things that I'm trying to get checked off my list as we're moving forward. And, you know, as a head football coach at this level where you don't have – 
all the resources or the staff yep. and it's there on a regular basis yep. and then having some empathy and compassion for everybody else's family you know they're right. trying to navigate the same thing that we're trying to do working from home managing a basketball team you know coordinating the defense at a division one level being the head football coach at a california community college you know it's you know, and then you realize your staff and where they're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. I've kind of yep. tried to been aware of that and understanding, but still under, realizing that there's work to be done because we have student athletes out there that are like our second sons. Mm-hmm. So yep, they're exactly. they're a part family. of our family. It's our second yep. family, and it's like yep. And and with in particular with where we're at, similar to where you guys are at. With you build a rapport and relationships with these guys over time through the recruitment process, then you really get to know them once they're established in your program. With us, there's such a high turnover rate, and there's a uh, you know a lack of support at home, and there's a lack of resources at home. The stability that our kids were provided, and so that's that's where I sit back and I go, man, we got to figure this thing out. We got to mm-hmm. you know this this rubric this this matrix that we're trying it's got it it's got to have an end game and i don't think that there is i think it's just utilizing the collective minds that we have and utilizing the resources we have to do our best to try and get our student athletes um moving in the right direction do you guys think um and this is a question that i've I've talked about with our staff leading into our exit meetings because the point we're in where in a normal year, we'd be trying to light a fire on somebody's ass in the exit meeting, right? Like, I'm trying to get you motivated to be better than you were. And then I th- we really talked about as a group, is it fair for me to ask him to focus on hoops right now when his grandma could have COVID? You know what I'm saying? And then, then we also debated, like, but at the same time, what if hoops is the thing that allows him some normalcy? And some escape from the stress. So we really debated that back and forth. I think we settled on a good model that ended with, you know, in our case too, like I can't, this kid cannot go, Kip, work on cutthroat with the bottom rotation helper to get his finishing better. He can't go to the fucking gym. So I, I'm, I've been debating that. Not that I have, like, John, I completely agree with you. Like, I owe these kids. Like, I got the same worries that I know you guys do. Like, this kid functions better with the support system from the university and us academically. What in the hell is going to happen to his grades at home when he's just stuck at home? Probably helping out with, you know, aunts, uncles, cousins, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa. But what's going to happen? And then at the same time, should I be, you know, here's coach calling me again. Here's coach, goddamn it, coach. I got life. Ha- you know, I've, I've just really tried. To, I don't. Yes, yes. Trying to figure that out. And I think John, what you mentioned earlier, Kane. I know you and I can bounce ideas off each other all the time. Trying to find networks of people that are in the same boat as us, and then also trying to figure out, like, I'm not a fucking doctor. Am I really that important right now? I'm not a nurse, right? But you guys, go ahead. That's that's my riff and what I try to. And I know we all search for that, if it's even possible. What is the right amount of Bearcat hoop I should expect of my kids right now? And we're obviously in a different boat. We don't have spring ball like you guys. Yeah, I think for us it's been about, um, you know, really just trying to figure out in time block when it is appropriate where we're not overloading them with information. Mm-hmm. But still trying to keep them engaged in some capacity. Yeah. You know, and motivated. 
just for the, the outlet that you talked about. You know, some yep. of them need this outlet. Right. They need, they crave it. They want yeah. this discipline. They need this structure, but yet it is a, a fine line where their mom and dad are going, hey, son, listen, like, really, is this that big of a deal that you're going to check in on a meeting at 7 o'clock with the head coach? Like, doesn't yeah. he have a life? <laughs> what is he doing on a Sunday? Right. But, you know, when it becomes about uh, retention of your student yeah. athletes, yeah. eligibility of your student athletes, you know, that's your job as a, as a, coach, as a coach and a teacher mm-hmm. and a mentor, you know, is to help guide these guys. So, we're, we're really trying hard within our football program um, to put some structure to it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, hopefully we're not overloading them with information. So that's kind of where we backed off and went to the April 14th day. And, you know, hey, let's mm-hmm. check in. But I tell you what we are doing is I'm working remotely on a regular basis with our other faculty member, Coach Bias and Coach Bob Shook, who is retired and works in the Mm -hmm. Resource Center, and he coaches on our staff. He was at Sac State, Fresno State with Pat Hill. So we're meeting on a regular basis to track and monitor these guys academically. So our student-athletes are sending their Canvas summary report every Mm -hmm. Friday by 5 p.m., they have to send their Canvas summary report so we're able to see where they're at in their psych class, where they're at in their English class, where they're at. And we're detailing um, that within our Google Docs and Google Drive so everybody has access and we can monitor yeah. as a staff and then being able to really provide the necessary resources remotely because this is a different ballgame yes. that we're talking about. And when we talk about resources available – it's health support services. Yep. Right? How do I get a hell to Kelvin? Yep. Yeah. National yep. Suicide Prevention Hotline. Yep. You know, uh, digital support resources. Like AT&T's got unbelievable resources at this point in time. Charter Spectrum uh, free Wi-Fi. Yep. Uh, Comcast Xfinity has it. Mm-hmm. Sprint, T-Mobile, Verizon. And then the educational support resources available. And I know the... You know, the presidents and the VPs of instruction and at our level, the chancellor and everybody that's involved, we're, we're just bombarding them yeah. with these resources. And I think it's it can be a little bit overwhelming in that regard as well. Yeah, I, I'm taking classes face-to-face, Coach. I've never done an online class. Right. Although you got 18 units in online courses. And it's not like that professor would be eligible. Like, yeah. And that professor is not exactly schooled in the art of Zoom either. You know what I mean? Uh, and that, you know, I'm John, I'm glad you brought some of those up because one of the things I wanted to ask you both about stuff and you guys have shared a couple of things that I that you think are really working and are successful. I've done in a similar fashion. I, I give Willamette and I think you guys probably have similar experiences on your campus. They There is a lot of sharing of here's help, here's help, here's help. And I think it's great, you know, from different uh, offices and people on campus that want to help. I've tried to supplement and funnel um, that info that I think my guys need through twice a day daily team thread text updates. And that's easier for me because I only got 18 guys, right? But they know at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. they're going to get four or five things from Coach Kip. That maybe, yeah, was in their email. I had a buddy of mine. I was like, well, they got that email from the president. And I was like, do you really think? They don't open up emails from me, man. Much less from, you know, the other guy over here. So I've tried to screenshot things. And, and like John, like you mentioned today, I found on Twitter, 
40 free resources in a Google Drive link for mental health, anxiety, depression, suicide, all those things that literally I tested. It's a one click and there they are. So that's been successful for us. And I and I, I say that it makes me feel good doing it every day like I'm trying to help. But I've actually gotten them to the feedback from them is coach that one thing on Tuesday was really good. I needed that. I sent one thing. If you're in a home today with young kids, here's what you should think about on playground play dates and what sports can you actually let them do outside? You know what I mean? So whether or not it's for our guys or every single guy, every single text is dying to read Kip's information. I don't believe that, but I do feel, I agree with you guys. Like my job is to funnel help their way in a digestible manner. How can I do that? And for us, it's been that way. But Kane, you guys, what, what have you guys been good at? I was, I was just going to ask, is, is it funnel the right word? Is filter the right, is it filter more the right word? As far Maybe as it's uh, cook it the way I know Kenny Wright Jr. digests that the school doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's the way I know DJ will, DJ or Jay Watts or my, you guys know your guys. I know yeah. this would pertain to him. And if I send it in this manner, he's more likely to open it than the 72 emails he got in his school email today. Yeah. You know, well, Emmett's, my campus has done a great job sharing stuff about pass fail, about how can you get a refund for your room. But I do, I've screenshotted it or I've done, I've pulled that out of a greater info share and tried to weaponize it that way. trying to communicate that information as quickly as possible yeah. to the, you know, the numbers, right, the right. numbers that I have. And so huddle messaging, that that gets a little bit flooded with you exactly. know, guys communicating back and forth. And I have another message from Coach, and you know, yeah. I'm going to open it. You know, so. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Kane, what, what have you guys done you think has been good, or you've gotten feedback from the guys that, they, that, that it's working? Uh, I, I think just the – the fact that our guys, here's the thing, going all the way back to um, culture, I think John hit on this as far as a culture in the, the part of spring ball that we're missing out on that aspect of it. I think that, that goes for everybody across the country. We're just not getting the time with your guys uh, to implement some of that culture piece. But I think ultimately uh, for us is, is we still in this time – we want to, we're trying to rely on our culture as much as possible. And what I mean by that is, is one of the big pieces that we talk about within our culture is accountability, right? I'm sure everyone within mm-hmm. every program across the country has some way, shape, or form of talking about accountability, whether they use another word for it or whatever it may be, but that's a big part of uh, most people's culture, at least it should be. Yeah. And that, if there's, uh, that is such a big part of right now um, that I think, we have done a good job of trying to really uh, hammer home our culture in this part uh, or during this time mm-hmm. and hammer home uh, those core values that we try and emphasize all the time and just really emphasizing with our guys that there's no better time to lean on your culture and on the our core values than in time of adversity and this type of t- uh, time. Mm-hmm. And if we can't be accountable to yourself and to your teammates at this point, then you're not truly bought into what we're trying to be about, and our team isn't going to go where it needs to go. And uh, I think our, our head guys done a really good job over the course of uh, this time with us as a staff, uh, establishing a, with that with us as a staff first, and then 
uh, obviously making sure that he gets that message across to our guys via our team meetings. And we're doing a similar deal that, John, you're doing as far as having uh, one team meeting every week and trying to just hammer home certain messages and getting all the information that these guys need in those team meetings um, and, and providing the resources that, that both you guys hit on as far as, hey, here's a resource for this, here's potentially what you can go to do this. Um, uh, and then ultimately, uh, as position coaches, is continuing to emphasize uh, those core values uh, of your culture uh, as much as you can. And, and uh, similar to take, uh, or taking a step back from the football side of things and more really hammering home um, some of these values and culture pieces that you can within our, our position meetings uh, now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing that we've we decided, I know defensively, the defensive staff we talked about is, is it's going to be a little bit different for us as far as not having that spring ball. And so we can't implement our X's and O's at this point. At least we don't feel we can because we're not going to get the physical aspect of it that we want. And so instead, let's install or implement as much of our, our culture piece that we can and then build ourselves up to where maybe in the summertime now, uh, depending upon how the NCAA does it and what, we're able, what adjustments we make in that regard, in the summer we'll, we'll start implementing more of the X's on the scheme. But right now, it's more about um, them as student-athletes, the well-being as student-athletes, uh, implementing our culture, some of the details and fundamentals of each position, and then kind of building your way into the X's and O's uh, as, as you continue through this thing. And, and I think another key piece of this is that uh, you continuously let these guys know that, hey, we're in this thing together, and we, we're we not quite sure what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, we, sure. we said that at the very beginning of this conversation that none of us have gone through this before. There's no precedent to this. We're, we're building essentially our own back on how to mm-hmm. go about this thing. Right. And I think if the players understand and get that and, and they sense the vulnerability of, of us as coaches, I think it helps them to get through this as well. That's a great to point. Where, um, yeah. you know, me telling them on any given meeting or a text or call that, shoot, guys, I, I struggled with my daily routine today as well. I had a, a, my two-year-old in here freaking hammer me about having to go watch Mickey Mouse Club yeah. And so I had to go do that instead of get done what I had to get done. Yeah. And so uh, hey, it it is there's there's these are tough times where we got to just continue to try and be accountable to each other, and uh, I think just showing that sense of vulnerability every once in a while for these guys that, that will go a long way as well. Last question I, before I let you guys out, and John, I want you to start because I'm I'm so impressed with both of you guys and John, your detailed approach to this, you know, and the process committing to a process that we can use week in, week out. What are your expectations or what is fair for us to expect of them connecting with each other? Because I talked today with our with our a couple of our starting backcourt guys and I was like, what have you done to talk to teammates? You know, you're in Vegas, he's in Nevada, he's in Denver, he's in San Antonio. How are you guys staying connected? And what's fair of me to to expect of them in that? I've tried to drive some of it, you know, in our team text, like, hey, send back a gif of your feelings today. Send back a video clip of this, you know, trying to drive some digital share, but that doesn't necessarily build connection that we want. So what's fair to expect and what have you guys done to drive that? John, you start and we'll make this the last question. Yeah, I think that's a little bit difficult, um, especially considering 
where we're at in regards to the beginning stages of our program in the first day. Yeah, not knowing each other. Yeah, strength, conditioning, eight weeks yeah. in, and second phase is kind of spring ball. But I think it's really a gut check for where your core values of the program are at. So, you know, you, you would hope that this would all happen organically. Right. Correct? With a little, yeah. a little nudge here or there if we were not under the circumstances that we're currently in. Yeah, right? yeah. And it's hopefully naturally going right. to organically happen, but you're going to cultivate that leadership and you're going to have a unity council or every program has a different spin on how they develop leadership within their program and yeah. a connection piece amongst each other. You know, when I checked in with our, with our roster, you know, there wasn't everybody was not in attendance, you know, and there were guys that uh, were clearly missing that didn't turn in their canvas report that didn't. And so I told, Hey guys, this is where we're really going to find out where we're at as a football team in 2020. I love love this team through eight weeks. I mean, our attendance for, for where guys are coming from, we don't all live five minutes from America. Remember there's guys driving from Wheatland, you know, 55 minutes away to come to American River college every morning. Which means they're leaving at 4:30. Well, our attendance had been great. The work ethic had been there. We're going to find out where the resolve of this team is, where the leadership is, and that cream's going to rise to the top. And I said, if I was, this was my football team, as a player speaking, and I'm an offensive lineman, and one of the offensive linemen is not here, he right? Turning his canvas summary to Coach Bias by five o'clock. I think it would be appropriate for you to reach out to this right. individual. Yeah. So you know, the connection, the accountability piece. I think is is essential. I think more than ever now because we're not able to to cultivate it there in person, right on a regular basis yep. as a group. But yep. the beautiful thing with figuring out this Zoom thing is that you know, okay, now and I've already gone in my head. I'm going, okay, we're going to have Unity Council meetings on Sundays remotely. I don't need to meet with them on Thursdays after practice. And then I yeah. an opportunity to be home with my family. Yeah. Yep. You know, there you go. so yeah. I'm going to start this process now. As you ask the question, I'm going, well, that's a great question because what is the expectation level, you know, from the commitment level to our program, the commitment level to each other. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a matter of, and we set our, and establish our work lines when we walk into the gym in the morning with essentially a captain, a leader up in the front who is deemed a leader by myself or our coaching staff. And then the next guy in line is basically taking whatever the lieutenant, right? Yeah. Yep. In line. We don't call him that, but that's how I position yeah. him. So if the lead guy at the front isn't there, the number two guy is set in stone. So it's a matter of me being able to give them foundational pieces and how to reach out um, to their teammates. And I think, huh. yeah, you know, like we're going to have to do that um, mm-hmm. here during this time frame. But I think they've done a really good job. You know, with Snapchat and, and group chats and however these guys uh, yeah. each other, they found a way to get together because I got an email from our dean that said our VP of instruction coming from the chancellor had seen individuals at the park working out together. And obviously it was, it was football players yeah. because we have a ton of swag and apparel that guys wear because we fundraise appropriately for it. So our guys yeah. are continually swagged out. So... We got flagged, and I had to kind of put a, I had to put a stop to that. And I went through the guys at the front of the line and said, "Hey, listen, you know, I messaged them and said, hey, I need you to communicate to the rest of the group that we need to, you know, utilize the the, the space and the, the you know, listen to Governor Newsom, <laughs> put in place of the 
that's utilizing our facilities while yeah. I was already off campus. So, yeah. well, you know, one thing one of my guys said today, and they've all said, I said, hey, send me what you're watching. What are you binging, right? And I, you, I can't tell you how many of them sent me Call of Duty and the new video game. So I asked them today, I said, are, are you playing that with, with our guys? Oh, I mean, yeah, I guess I could. Yeah, you could. You guys could go around shooting people together. There's a scoreboard. Feel free to compete together and win a game. Right? Maybe we win something in there. So, Kane, I'll let you wrap us up. This has been great. I'll let you wrap us up. Yeah, no, I, I think um, all you guys, uh, you, both you guys hit on some good examples. Uh, we had some guys that uh, got in some trouble already as well as trying to hop the fence and get on the field and do some things that uh, take advantage of the space that we have. And, and so we got in some trouble there. So I think um, as far as the connection piece is concerned, um, it's funny because I think our guys, if there is any a, a generation or a group of guys that should be well equipped for this type yes. of um, interaction and forced uh, social distance, it should be our guys. Right. right? No There's so many different no things that, that they, they've already um, got themselves connected on via all the different damn apps nowadays. I'm so It's funny now that I'm an older guy on our staff. And so I'm the one that's really trying to get caught up nowadays on all this social media stuff that's out there. But uh, our kids already should have an idea of how to utilize this. Right. And I think it's just a little extra nudge from us and some ideas that you guys have, have presented, which I think are really good ideas. And I've tried to utilize some of those and do some different things. But, I mean, there's so many tools out there for them to stay connected that it, it should not be an issue or problem. Um, but in reality... That is, and then we can go on and on and on about the, the problem in society already of not connecting via face-to-face yeah. anyway. Yeah. And so um, I don't feel it should be a, a problem for these guys to connect via social media and some of these other different avenues and tools they have in front of them. Um, it's the the fact that we're, we're already at that point that we're disconnected as a society, and now all of a sudden we're asking our guys to be even more disconnected as far as that's just true face-to-face, eye-to-eye contact communication. Um, so I think that's a piece that we're going to have to, as coaches, um, when we are able to get back together, really try and implement even more of that really truly interacting with each other in different manners and different yeah. shapes and forms. Uh, outside, 100%. Out, outside of social media, outside of video games, outside of... Yeah. We're going to have to double down on that when we get out of this. Yeah, man. When we get out of this thing, we've really got to emphasize that freaking face-to-face, eye-to-eye contact um, and really take the phones and take all that stuff away for a while because for however long, man, we're we're forced into that realm of communication. And so we're going to have to relearn how to be around each other. Yeah, hey, I appreciate it. Coach O, we got, we're going to get you back on. We're going to let you, you guys are going to yeah. go down this roadmap. We're going to get you back on. I love your culture stuff. I love your process stuff. Uh, Kane and I are always looking to use our, you know, small platform here to brag about people we know. So I'm glad you got to share what you're doing. Uh, hopefully we got you some good stuff and we, and, we, and we appreciate you coming on. Yeah, it was certainly a pleasure and I really, really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, it's really good insight. It took some notes here as we were talking on things that we can work on implementing within our program and hopefully for your listeners out there um, we're able to get some insight and perspective and some ideas and 
if you guys need anything further or anybody that's out there listening to your guys' podcast, yeah, they, I mean, please forward my contact information. 100, We're yeah. We're in it together, man. So there's no doubt. Help each other out, so. Cross the Streams podcast is available now via SoundCloud or the Apple Podcast app. And be sure to follow us across our social media platforms on Instagram at CTS Podcast, on Twitter and Facebook at Cross the underscore stream. Content reminder. The opinions expressed on today's episode are those of the hosts and guests alone and should not be viewed as reflective of the opinions of the institutions or employers of the hosts and guests.